Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. The Markets and the Madness. So a lot of the trading that's taking place is being done by computers. We look on uh, the TV and we see the images of those traders on Wall Street with, uh, uh, with the pads and the colorful jackets. Very little of that trading is actually done by them anymore. We knew we've been a smooth sailing in a, in a longer-term bull market for the past year. So I think everybody has known um, that something was going to happen. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. Well, Wall Street is making a good case for all of us buying stock in Maylocks and Tums, perhaps. In another stomach-churning day Tuesday, stocks plunged in the morning, then pulled off a late afternoon rally, ending the day in positive territory by the hundreds and recouping some of the losses from the market's nerve-wracking two-day plunge. We're always looking for some perspective on the wacky markets. Well, I think that it's just a natural reaction to people overreacting to what happened on on Monday, which was the, you know, 800-point drop in the Dow. Therese Vita of Key Private Bank talks it out with Tom Puckett. Well, I think that it's just a natural reaction to people overreacting to what happened on on Monday, which was the, you know, 800-point drop in the Dow. Um, I think people are realizing that the economy isn't really at risk. We've had some very good news in the economy, um, but that some of the reaction of the market uh, was triggered by a lot of things um, that had no, no relation to what's probably going to happen in the future, at least in the near term. Right. With uh, with what we've seen the last uh, couple of days, both up and down, uh, how likely is it that the market is trying to correct itself after the surge in gains? Well, it's certainly trying to correct itself. We all knew that we knew we've been a smooth sailing in a in a longer term bull market for the past year. So I think everybody has known um, that something was going to happen, and I just think that this is a bump and that it's a natural. Um, reaction for people to realize and read the news that, in fact, it isn't as bad as they think, that, you know, wage growth is positive, unemployment is at an all-time low, um, you know, the people are spending more, people are making more. Um, uh, I think the real thing is, is just the risk of inflation, the fear of, of higher than expected inflation. And I think once people realize that that's really the underpinning of, of this um, dip, they, uh, I think their more rational minds will prevail. And I know that you can't really do a lot of predicting as what we'll see in the next few days, but um, what have you uh, witnessed in situations in the past as far as markets having a big drop points-wise or percentage-wise and then rebounding? Well, typically, you know, corrections can be pretty short-lived. You know, they can they can last four months and and then reposition themselves. The market will do that. Um, 
you know, periodically, but the precursor to a, a major um, downturn would be, you know, a, a serious correction, a technical correction, which is actually over a 10% drop in the market um, to a full-blown, you know, bear market or a recession. And we, we just don't think that we're there yet. Well, I think, you know, in the end, the stock market is not the economy. And I think sometimes people almost have post-traumatic stress about what has happened in the past. Um, and truly, it's it's time to recognize that it's a reminder, really. We can't control the market. We can't control interest rates. What we can control is having our own individual plan that we develop with our financial advisor, which reflects, you know, what we're trying to accomplish and, and what we can really stomach and knowing ourselves and knowing that we have a map to get to where we want to be. So this is really a good reminder to go and, and speak with your advisor and um, and revisit your, your plan. Now some schooling, some real schooling here from a real professor and a guy who worked in the financial markets for decades. We turn to Ed Hutton at Niagara University. We look at a lot of the things that computers do right now and how quickly they can do it. Uh, uh, we had a chance to watch uh, the landing of the SpaceX rockets yesterday, uh, the boosters. Uh, computers controlling that. When we drive in our car, uh, we have stability control and we have self-driving cars. Computers reacting to different uh, inputs and being able to steer the car and, uh, and drive the car. But uh, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that to a large extent in trading right now on the stock market, a lot of the computers right now are doing the same thing. So a lot of the trading that's taking place is being done by computers. We look on uh, the TV and we see the images of those traders on Wall Street with the, uh, with the pads and the colorful jackets. Very little of that trading is actually done by them anymore. Now it's computers. And those computers can react very, very quickly. And they can make Make decisions, but a lot of times those decisions lead to what we saw on Friday and again on Monday and possibly even today. A great deal of volatility because huge amounts of trades, uh, millions of shares of stock can be traded in milliseconds. What happened Monday, that was pretty jarring. You know, seeing that dip, unlike anything we've seen, I mean, you go back to 2008 and you see that dip there. Yeah. What is the difference between that big drop Monday and what happened in 2008. Well, a couple of couple of things. Right now, in 2018, so much more of it is being done by computers. Uh, we've seen a couple of instances like this of what we might call flash crashes, uh, and that's where there's a huge shift. Uh, and a lot of times that gets uh, uh, taken care of uh, pretty quickly. So we saw that yesterday. Some of the markets coming back, but. I don't think that uh, in in 2008 we were in a situation where there was a lot of really bad news that was causing those dips. We haven't really seen that. There wasn't a big difference. I watched the markets on Monday pretty closely, and I saw within about 15 minutes stocks drop about 600 points on the Dow. 
there was no 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 news that was making that that was basically what was happening was trades were being placed by computers and that's what led to that uh, volatility the economy though is far different today than it was in 2008 right yeah we we are actually in a really good economy right now that's good for a couple of things but one of the things that ironically it is not as good for would be stock market investing because what we saw on friday and where we saw the roots of what happened uh, later on in the day on friday was in the morning on friday when the jobs report was released so we had a really good job report we had a lot of new jobs being created but we also had wage pressure so we saw that wages were more moving up. And what that's leading to and what it's telling everybody is that interest rates are going to be moving up. And interest rates moving up is what's going to put a damper on a lot of the stock market activity that we've seen. How about that roller coaster on Wall Street? It continued yesterday after dropping 1,000 points on Monday. It dropped 500 points at the opening bell on Tuesday, went right back up. The up and downs lead us to bring Ed Hutton live in studio. He's the director of the Financial Markets Laboratory at Niagara University. Ed, you see this up and down. A lot of people wondering just what is going on. When you look at Monday, that big drop, do you see that as kind of maybe a leveling off of after you know a whole year of the market going up and up and up? Or was it just a blip in the radar? Well, I think that this is really the last 18 months have really been something that we haven't seen in a long time. Volatility is the up and down in the market, and there's a certain amount of volatility that's expected in the market. But over the last 18 months, at least until Friday, what we saw were the markets were just about the calmest they've been in decades. So, yeah, yes, we did have some we did have some up and ups and downs, but mostly it was going up. But what was really amazing about it was how little volatility there was. That came roaring back on Friday. We saw that on Friday. We saw it again yesterday. I think we're going to see it again today. And there's really a lot of this is pent up volatility. So uh, there's a lot of trading that's taking place around the volatility that hasn't been there. So uh, I think we're going to go through a situation where those very calm, steadily rising markets that I think people got used to, I think they've, they're gone, at least for the, a while. The numbers are so high now. I mean, it seemed that's, like a few years ago, a 300-point drop was a lot yeah, 300 sure. points today is nothing. Well, it, it is. And I mean, you know, we've been talking about some snow today. Uh, you know, and so we're talking about uh, we haven't had uh, some snow now in a little while. And so uh, talking about five or six inches of snow, at least to me, it seems like a lot. But if uh, I think back to other winters where we have an awful lot of snow going on, it, I think it's the scale. Uh, it's the scale that uh, here we're at a market that's trading over 25,000. And so when we talk about the swings that we've had a thousand point swing, when we were at a Dow of 10,000, that was very, very significant. It's still significant now, but it's not as significant because of the scale. We're just at such a higher level than we were. Yeah, talking about that scale, you know, we're at a higher level. It keeps hitting record, record, record. Is that sustainable in the long term? Uh, should we not come to expect that? 
Well, I, if we look at all the things that are happening, there's a lot of really good things that are happening in the economy right now. Uh, the markets are reacting to expected corporate profits uh, during 2018, and there's a lot of good things that are happening. Uh, with tax reform, uh, companies are getting lower taxes. They're going to be using that to uh, reinvest. They're going to be using that to buy other companies. They're going to be using that to uh, give back dividends and share buybacks. And all of those things are very, very positive for the market. What's not positive is this increased volatility. So those two things are going to be working at odds with each other. I was wondering, should we not be concentrating so much on the number but more on the percentage of the the rise and the fall. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have gone through a situation where the markets have just gone up and up and up over the last 18 months. What we need to have, and what I think what we're probably in the midst of right now, is a correction that's kind of overdue. Uh, so, uh, yes, there was a recovery yesterday. I'm not sure that that's uh, going to be continuing today. I'm looking at the markets and the futures markets. They're down today, and, and this may just be a normal correction, the kind of thing that normally has to happen in the markets for them to continue to go up. Joining us live in studio is Ed Hutton of the Financial Markets Laboratory at Niagara University. And we're, of course, talking about what a wild few days it's been over on Wall Street. But Ed, uh, talking a little bit during the break, you know, a lot of people focused on the markets, but interest rates, that might be something that impacts everybody just a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the big story uh, of what's happening right now. And I think what most important for people in terms of their own personal finances, we've been in a situation right now for the last 10 years, really since 2008, uh, 2008, where interest rates have been historically low. And a lot of that has been because the different central banks in Europe and in the United States and others have been really pushing rates down to let the economy recover well. What we're seeing right now is that the economy has recovered. It's not recovered not only in the United States, but all across the world. And so those central banks have been pulling away that support. And when that happens, interest rates now are starting to rise. And that's going to be, I think, one of the big stories that's going to affect people. It's going to affect people in a lot of different ways. If you get a mortgage, I think we're used to very, very low mortgage rates. They're going to be heading up. Car loans are going to be heading up. At the same time, the historically low rates that you might have gotten from a savings account, well, they, I think, uh, uh, hopefully will be a thing of the past. I think we're going to start moving back to more normal savings rates. Well, I'm going to say the talk of rising interest rates sounds like it's bad news, but it actually is good news. Well, it is uh, in some ways. It, it all depends on where you are sort of in your life and that sort of thing. But remember that a lot of people rely on the income that they get from bonds and other type of fixed income investments. And those yields have been very, very low. They're starting to increase right now. And so I think that's going to be a good thing for some people who are less risk averse and, and who are maybe used to living on a fixed income. Now, you mentioned risk there. I think a lot of people are going to look at the last week over on Wall Street and say, uh, maybe now is not the time to jump in and start investing in the market. So what is your message to people who might be scared off by a lot of this volatility? Well, the the one thing that I would tell, and I'll, it's the same thing that I tell my students, is that 
being able to just put money into an investment on a regular basis, whatever whatever it is that you can afford, and you can do that whether you do it through a uh, a 401k or an IRA or anything else, doing that is what we call dollar cost averaging. That is putting a, uh, an amount of money away every month out of every paycheck, no matter what the market cycles are. That turns out to be the most important thing for long-term financial success. And then you don't have to worry about the, the risky, aggressive Yeah, then you don't have to worry about uh, you're not competing with any trader or any computer trading algorithm on Wall Street or anything. The way that you can succeed is that very simple put money away on a regular basis, whether the market is up or down. Uh, and as it turns out, that that makes all the difference. On to the next ride, whatever that may be. We're back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.